Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. What a night it was for the Flames against the St. Louis Blues. Johnny and Matthew Kachuk had career nights, and the Flames scored a touchdown with an extra point against them, and once again, solidifying their dominance in the NHL. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of the Metropolitan Riveters, and this is, uh, I've been covering the NHL for a very long time, and uh how are you today? <laughs> Thank you so much for making Locked on Flames your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed, leaving ratings and a review. And it's free, so make sure you check us out on YouTube as well. Make sure your notification bells are turned on to all and not personalized. So, the Flames, they put on an absolute clinic against the St. Louis Blues, who had won six of their last seven and it was the secondary scoring that came through to get them started uh Nikita Zadorov had the first Flames goal of the game and then Chris Tanev followed up ending his 31 uh game drought and <laughs> I asked them all I asked just embarrassed Jordan Bennington and that is exactly what they did they went out there and they just made a fool out of him and you know they were up 3-1 at the end of the first period and then I just the second period was so embarrassing it was as if the flames had just absolutely deflated the blues they came out in the second period and did not look confident they did not look like they were ready to uh maybe score a goal maybe try to cut the deficit anything the flames ended up out shooting them 17 to 2 17 to 2 in the second period and 48 to 21 by the end of the night that is insane to me I, this is so back to back games where the flames are you know pushing 50 shots on net against, you know, uh, their opponents. And I was going to say really good teams, but the Oilers are not a really good team. <laughs> so it is. it was just insane to watch how dominant the Flames were. Also, Flame of the Day is mahogany vanilla. Same thing as yesterday because it was very nice. But I am so impressed with this team and... I know on Twitter and on the show yesterday, I said that Manju Pani just like needs to start stepping it up, um, you know, offensively so he can not be replaced by Brett Ritchie on the second line. And he hit the post in, I think it was the third period. So it was just kind of unfortunate there, but he, he had a great night. Otherwise, I think that, you know, he's kind of finding that confidence again. It happens, you know. Life happens. I'm not going to read too much into it. They they made some lineup changes and everything went well. So I can't complain. Like, I can't sit here and be like, 
well, they should have done this so they would have scored 10. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Matthew Kachuk had a five-point night, which is uh, which was the second of his career. He had uh, five assists through the evening. And so five assists on seven goals is kind of impressive. And he has 13 points in uh, his five-game point streak, which is absolutely nuts to think about. I just, I feel like he isn't talked about enough because he has scaled back on his fanciness, his like highlight reel uh, kind of gameplay, but he has just been absolutely stellar. I think that, uh, you know, as a playmaker, he's looked great. And just as a top line player. He's looked fantastic and he's really going to be pushing for that $9 million qualifying offer, huh? Can't forget about that. (laughs) And Johnny also had a four point night, which is his second in the last week or so, which is quite impressive because he, not that he like struggles or anything, but he's another one of those players that across the league is not appreciated enough and it's probably because he's in Calgary but he is just phenomenal and we're going to talk about it more next segment but the patience that the first line had all night was spectacular the communication that they had was chef's kiss like you you could not want anything more from what they gave us and Markstrom he had a rather easy night. I, you know, stopping 20 of 21 shots, most looked routine. I don't think that he was, um, you know, breaking his back to try to stop a goal or anything. But I definitely think that, uh, you know, <laughs> the Flames defense allowed him to kind of have, a, have it a little easier compared to that Edmonton game. But I am just so happy that the Flames beat up on Bennington and they had St. Louis taking ridiculous penalties. Like they had uh, too many men on the ice, tripping, hooking, like just undisciplined penalties, which we, who did we see that from last year? Who did we see that from? The Calgary Flames. We did. We absolutely did, but they've come so far. And it's just absolutely impressive to see that, uh, you know, the offense came alive like that. Seven goals and, you know, that's a little over a goal a minute. I mean, a goal every 10 minutes. Sorry. No, that would have been nuts. It was a goal a minute. (laughs) But coming up next, we're going to talk about three things that the Flames did right and why they should continue to trend in such a positive direction. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online AG. Bet Online AG is your number one sports betting place that has uh, the perfect layout for you. The their newly revamped website is perfect to browse on your computer, your phone, your tablet, your iPad, wherever you are for you to place your bets. And BetOnline AG is offering you, Locked Up and Flames listeners, a special promo uh, for a 50% welcome bonus. So all you have to do is sign up today 
make make that free account, make a deposit, and use promo code Locked On, and you earn a fifty percent welcome bonus. It is very easy to do. They have everything you could possibly imagine from sports, reality shows, politics to Vegas casino games. You name it, they got it. Bet online AG. Sign up today with promo code Locked On for that fifty percent welcome bonus. Thank you so much for tuning into Locked On Flames. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto so we can keep this conversation rolling. The game last night, something about it was very special. And I'm not talking like, oh, it was like this monumental night and a playoff win or anything. But the way that the team clicked was very impressive. And I'm feel like we haven't seen anything like that in a long time. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about the first thing the Flames did to win this game. The first thing they did was uh, scratching Brad Richardson and inserting Adam Rizika. And he had himself a night. He, um, It's so important to let the kids play. And I know... That so many of us um, are big proponents of let the kids play, let the kids play, especially when they're succeeding and thriving in their AHL affiliate. And (laughs) Hockey DB has uh, Razika at 16 points in 13 games, which is absurd. Um, I absurd so he's having himself one heck of a season and I just I he had himself a goal last night too so like I think that he deserves a shot to stay in the lineup and then they recalled Connor Mackey to the taxi squad so he's getting some recognition too so I think I think that Daryl Sutter has finally come around and saying this waiver line can't work out it's not working out long term, so let's bring up the babies. Second, they were puck hungry. They were energetic. There was nothing overly fancy about their game. Like they, it was just about communication and being patient. They were just these. I can't even explain it because there were several sequences throughout the game, especially on Rizika's goal, the sequence was sickening. Like, I watched the replay, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, how did that happen? And there was just so much, like, emphasis on the communication and how patient they were, which I guess, like, these – my third point was how patient Sean Monaghan – uh, Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk were, but you know, I think that goes hand in hand with communication. And there was just something so special about the way that this team clicked last night. I think that Sean Monahan has healed enough to the point where he is stepping back up into, you know, a middle six role. He should not be rotting on the fourth line with Brett Ritchie and Trevor Lewis on his wings. I think that he's proven himself to kind of, you know, boost himself up in the lineup a little bit, but I don't know. There was just something very special about last night. And 
if you go back and watch the highlight sequence or the highlights of the goals, you with that in mind, you will pick up on it. And I thought that the team did really well through the whole night and just kind of I don't want to say they played it safe because they weren't, you know, they didn't have like this like, whoa, defense, like defensive hockey. Like they they weren't playing super aggressive. They weren't playing standoffish. They were in it, but they were just, they were, the communication was 10 out of 10. Like there was never, or nothing that comes to mind where I was like, why would you do that sort of thing? But I'm just thoroughly impressed by the communication and the energy and the patience that the team displayed. I think that it should be praised. It should be sung to the high heavens, honestly. And what is like what's gonna happen next game? Uh, they play Columbus tomorrow. Today is an off day. So they'll be in Columbus and they are, I mean, Columbus isn't, like, necessarily a bad team, but they're not necessarily a good team. So, you know, they're kind of, like, floating in the middle of the road, but, like, towards the bad section. But I'm interested to see if they can pull something similar off again. And I'm not talking about seven goals, but, you know, having that strong line of communication and just not being afraid to shoot the puck because between the last two games they've had like 50 uh, or uh sorry almost 100 shots on net shots on goal whatever uh between the they had what 47 on again on Saturday and then or 42 on Saturday and 48 on Monday so like they're they're very capable of shooting the puck and I think they're finding their confidence again, which is always great. And I'm interested to see if there are some lineup changes, uh, especially once the Flames get back into that rhythm of a normal hockey schedule. Uh, I think for the most part, the lines are fine, but I do think that, you know, we might see some tinkering with Sean Monaghan and that bottom line. So we'll have to see. I'm thoroughly invested in how this team sustains this, the the longevity of winning uh, by six goals. But we'll have to uh, talk about that next on Temperature Check Tuesday here on Locked on Flames. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. I appreciate you. Make sure that you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. So just how hot are the flames right now? It is very easy to look at last night and say, wow, this team is better than anyone. Look at this offense. We can hang with the big boys, which I mean you can because you just demolished Florida, the Florida Panthers and another red hot team, uh, the St. Louis Blues, but What's the longevity of this? Because you can't go out there and score seven goals, five goals, eight goals every game. Like, that's just not possible. Uh, I But I still think that they're trending in the right direction. I think that things are, are pretty good right now in Calgary. And like I just said, it's impossible to win every game by six goals. But I, I just, I don't think 
that you can go out there every night and be like, it's going to be a six goal game for, for me, baby. Like, yeah, three, four goals. That's, that's impressive. Uh, but I also don't want everyone to get like sucked in on the winning because there are going to be times where uh, the flames lose and it's not the end of the world because uh, the flames lose and that's okay. And losing a hockey game is not the end of the world. The sky is not falling. And it's just, it's so easy to get wrapped up in, like, one loss. But remember the success and the the good things that have happened for the Flames this season. And as they are fighting for a playoff spot. But, again, there is still a lot of hockey left. And... The team is trending in a positive direction. They're a fun team to watch, and I don't think anyone would disagree with that, except the opponents of the team we're playing, of course. That is uh, usually how that goes. And adding a top six winger at the deadline would be ideal. The Flames have reportedly been connected to JT Miller of Vancouver, uh, but it's a top six winger, so you know Brad Tree Living is not going to pull the trigger, and do something to benefit the team. <laughs> uh, but if we can get Mangiapane going again, and Coleman's Coleman's going, Michael Backlund's doing well too, I think things are going to be all right. I think that, you know, it's not going to be like this insane top six production that people are kind of expecting or desiring, but I think it'll be enough to push you through the you know playoffs or in the end of the season into the playoffs but I I think I'm a little too optimistic there and it's a matter of getting Mangiapane going again and that's like not shade at him or like a dig at him uh, you can't no player is going to be you know scoring a million goals per per season the way that he <laughs> the way that he started his season and I think that the top line is going to carry you. Uh, I do have concerns when it comes to the playoffs, but like I've mentioned before on the show, Johnny hasn't always had healthy and reliable line mates around him to help him succeed in the playoffs. So is it worth adding a top six winger at the deadline, especially if it's just going to be a rental? Especially if you're looking to sign Goudreau and Kachuk and Mangiapane. I would say things are looking pretty good. As long as they don't mess up. <laughs> I, I don't think they're on thin ice. I, I don't. But I, I am a little concerned for the deadline and what the second half closer to the end of the season has in store for this team. We will have to see. So thank you so much for tuning into Logged On Flames. I appreciate you all so much. Make sure you are following me on Twitter so we can have some fun. Keep up with me during the games. And uh, my Twitter's right on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If not, it's at Jess Belmosto pretty easy. So uh, thank you again for tuning in and making Locked on Flames your first listen of the day. Um, 
I will see you all tomorrow in the efforts of providing a pregame coverage for you. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and I will see you then.